welcome to Up Close and Virtual with me, Katie Tew. In each episode, I'll be joined by a guest where we'll be chatting about our experience of starting and running a business, the lessons that we've learned along the way. We'll be sharing our top tips and, of course, best practice. Expect to be entertained, enlightened and empowered. Happy listening. Welcome back to the latest episode of Up Close and Virtual with me, your host, Katie Chew. I am delighted to have Indiana Julian as my guest on the show this week. Indiana first worked as a VA during her university years and then transitioned into a variety of different roles in sales and marketing before returning to work as a VA in January 2022, so not that long ago. Since setting up Juliana, India, sorry, Indiana, um, can, Ju, Indiana Julian Consultancy Limited, I will get my words out eventually, <laughs> in March 2020, her business has grown from strength to strength, and she now has three team members helping business owners with their LinkedIn personal brand, their marketing and administrative processes. Indiana's expertise in sales and marketing have been instrumental in transforming her virtual assistant services into a thriving niche. Realizing the potential of LinkedIn as a business growth platform and developing strategies to help her clients establish authority, expand their network and generate valuable leads. Welcome to the show, Indiana. I am very much looking forward to diving into your business journey. Let's start with you giving the listeners some background on how you've got to where you are now through that sort of university (laughs) gap in the middle back into it it sounds fantastic so come on give us a bit of background yeah of course so thank you so much for having me and thank you so much for the wonderful introduction that was lovely I know the name is a bit of a mouthful I do get told Um, there's so many a's in my name um, but we'll get there um yeah so it was a bit of a journey as you say I did start out as a VA and then went on a bit of an obstacle course around the houses and then came back to it which I think isn't the usual route Mm -hmm. um but what it was I worked as a virtual assistant for another company during university um and obviously around university work it was something that I could do very very flexibly and get a bit of extra income um so I was absolutely loving life enjoying university knowing that I could also do some work in the library and get paid for it I have to say you're the first yeah and you're the first person who I've spoken to who used it as a side hustle during university and I think that's genius because you've got entirely your own time to control it and fit things into it I I genuinely think it's a brilliant idea for you yeah precisely and 
none of my friends knew what it was at the time um I hadn't known about it had it not been for me finding this other company sort of searching for a role so it was like on Facebook it was like family friend um looking for someone um and I was like that sounds like something I could do around my studies um in university and as you say yeah you're already in a position to organize all your time you already have all of that flexibility so why not fit in a couple of hours in the week where I actually get paid for it whereas some of my friends were obviously getting like bar jobs and restaurant jobs yeah and I could just stay in my room or sort of stay in the library and still get paid for tapping away sometimes doing similar things to what I was already doing in the sense that obviously university I was doing research projects and a lot of um, maybe transcription or typing and looking things up and sometimes I was doing similar things for the VA clients um, That's really so I didn't even and I was using the same laptop so I didn't <laughs> exactly even, yeah so what, what, it was your, um, what was your degree in Juliana it was Indiana, Indiana I see <laughs> um, you see, I've done. I know, I know. It's a tongue twister. Um, it was actually business management. So I, okay. it wasn't the plan. I started in college and I picked all these A-levels. I can't even remember what half of them are now. Um, but it quickly became apparent that I didn't want to do half of them. So I dropped them in the first year and moved to a business BTEC. Yeah. Um, and my tutor at the time was very disappointing, disappointed in me and said that I wouldn't get into a good university. Ah, oh, yes. One um, of those. <laughs> yeah, one of those. So I was like, well, I'm going to prove you wrong. And I came out top of my BTEC um, and got the like college awards for that um, and then went on to university to do international management. Okay. Um, which, to be honest, I see as just business management with a couple of different modules and a fancy title. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I was studying that at the time. And weirdly looking at it now and looking at what I do now, I don't apply a lot of it because a lot of it was really outdated theories from like 1950s in there. You had some like 1920s theories. And I was like, this isn't applying and you very outdated yeah you just yeah. like psychology around business and things like that different management styles which were suggesting you have like an author authoritarian style or a more like flexible style and I'm like that's just not the way business works um which is a lot more apparent now but yeah that's what I studied at the time um yeah and then left university and by that point, I had already given up the other VA role to focus on my final year of studies and my exams. Yeah. Um, and straight out of university, I reached out to one of the old clients and just said, I'm looking to build up my LinkedIn profile um, as I start to look at like grad jobs and things yeah. like that. Would you mind leaving me a testimonial? Um, and she said, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'd be more than happy to do that. Also, um, are you open for work right now? Like, are you taking on any clients yourself? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, I was like, yeah, why not? Like, never lift, never look a gift horse in the mouth if you've got somebody saying. Yeah, so that was my first client. And I 
whipped up a contract because I, I knew the websites and places where I could find like template contracts. I sort of already knew where to look for all these things. So I whipped up a contract. I knew how to do all the bookkeeping invoicing side of things because I'd done that for other clients in the past. So I sort of slowly had these building blocks for my own little business. And I knew all these little tiny elements where I'd done little tiny elements for everyone else. Yeah. And you then start putting yeah, them so that, and there you have the platform together. on which you can build your own business. Precisely. So um, I started off with that. That was my sort of first client. Um, but I didn't really have any interest at that point. Yeah. Um, I was still looking for um, a full-time role yes. and I was yes. going to do this on the side. It was never a plan to sort of do this full time um did you have a view as to what sort of industry sector you wanted to do work in or what kind of role you were looking for or was it very much let's see what's out there um it was I think with everyone out of university it's very much you you apply to as much as you can and you kind of take what comes your way um but I think the sort of roles I was applying for was always a bit marketing based. Mm -hmm. I kind of liked the more creative thinking aspect yeah. that was applied there um, and sort of the creative strategy and the problem solving is a big part of what I enjoy. Yeah. So, But before I got very far with that, um, like a month down the line with that first client, she offered me a full-time role <laughs> um, as an account manager at the time. And within two months, that transitioned to sort of a hybrid project manager and account manager for her new marketing agency that she was building. Um, and she worked with an awful lot of startups yeah. um, and she had her own marketing consultancy. She's yeah is a serial entrepreneur I'm still very good friends with her now she's still one of my clients now oh, um, I know so she's a real inspiration to me and I think she's also a big person who kicked off this journey um if you don't mind me name dropping her name is Kosu. Um, and... because I think that might have cut out a bit that's my fault say her name Imelda Fossu mm -hmm. um, and she's a huge inspiration to me she's an absolute marketing mastermind um, she still does some fair agency stuff but primarily does a lot of consultancy um, and helps build accelerators for sort of local government um wow. like that so a lot of like startup and tech accelerators that's what she works on now yeah, um, and she does lots of big contracts for those so I still work with her sort of that's on the side she's still one of my clients um but yeah I sort of went from this um having her as my client to being full-time with her um and that I was doing that for just over a year Mm -hmm. um, and then unfortunately, during, I think it was like the tail end of COVID, mm -hmm. um, I got made redundant and nothing to do with COVID. It was just she wanted to focus on her own consultancy. So she wanted to wind down the agency side of things. Um, so at that point, I was unemployed and like, what do I do? Um so I started looking for another job at this point, very set in the idea that I wanted to do project management. 
um, but maybe for marketing niche. So I found another role. I got offered a few all in project management, but some were extremely corporate and no creative freedom, no sort of that side of it. And I a lot more technical and that didn't feel like me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went for one that was a lot more creative in like a local branding agency. Uh-huh. Um, and that was a lot of fun. Um, they were really great and absolute top-notch branding and I got to look at pretty images and organize timelines and things like that all day um so you're um, a Gantt chart queen yes I love a Gantt chart I love a timeline um I love a list <laughs> list is just my favorite I have all of the fancy softwares but I also have my pen and paper beside me oh, um, I'm so pleased to see you do that because so everybody just just so that you know Indiana's just shown me a, a picture of her notepad pad and I too do everything good yeah. old-fashioned notepad and pen I mean yes all the text there yeah. and I do use it but there's nothing better than just going back and dumping Being able to everything brain dump yeah absolutely. <laughs> I love that and 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 for everybody listening out there there would be quite an age difference between Indiana and myself I, I, I'm sort of headed sort of on the latter of my years. Indiana is very definitely in the startup of her years. So <laughs> it's very nice to see that that sort of age thing, we're all the same, regardless of how yeah. many years we've got on the clock, we all work in the same sort of way. Yeah, I so I use all the tech and I use it for all my clients as well. And yeah. I use it for myself, but I still make all of these paper lists. And I mean, I'm... 24 well I'm 25 next week um but still I'm a lover of a pen and paper oh I love that more satisfying than highlighting and crossing off a list (laughs) so I do I have a a sort of red amber green um color coding that I run for my list so that I can prioritize them and then I just tend to transpose that into whichever software it is that I'm using for whichever client um most of that tends to be sort of teams orientated now because of the nature of the tech that my clients are using um but I do I just I just love it and it I just focus much better when I'm writing it down on a piece of paper than I do when I'm transposing it into a screen and and maybe there's something which is left or right-sided of your brain with regards to that but that's definitely the way I work so lovely you you've kind of had that corporate experience so you had obviously working in the marketing consultancy arena then in the brand consultancy and then there must have been a moment when you went oh actually I quite like the VA thing what was the thing that sort of took you back so yeah so I got this other project management role in a branding agency and it was fantastic and the um, business was great but I just didn't it didn't quite feel right it didn't feel like the best fit and I was like well I I wanted this job I've just got this project management role that I wanted but it doesn't feel right Mm -hmm. I was like I don't have the the brain capacity or the enthusiasm to go back for jobs again it's a very um process and it can get you down if you're doing it for a while 
Um, I so, anybody who is looking for a job in this day and age, I really um, think it's really tough. And I think I miss working with the variety of businesses and the startups and the small business owners that want like a helping hand. Um, and I wasn't getting that in this new project management role because it was a lot more corporate clients that they were doing strategy and design for. I was very much just there to sort of tick the boxes, do the timelines. And um, it just wasn't really suited to me. So um, literally about two months in, I was like, I'm just going to have a play around with my Squarespace and make a website and just see what happens. <laughs> so I did. And um, I reached out to Imelda, my old client and boss, um, and was like, hey, I'm just thinking doing a bit of VA stuff on the side. If you have any work that's going, she was like, yes, please take my work. I'm overwhelmed. I'm too busy. And I would love it if you can help me out again, because um, our brains just work very similarly. We work very, very well together. Um, so I think she was like, yes, perfect. Exactly what I need right now. I don't need to go for a hiring process. I can just have you back for a couple of hours. Come back into the fold. Yeah. Love that. It's a very much open arms um, welcoming me back and um, one of her contacts as well who I knew from the previous yeah. role was like they need help as well so I already had two clients that was, two. That. That, was yeah, that was my two and I was like oh well that took all of like a week two weeks um, and so I started doing sort of like five hours here ten hours here and it, it started to grow and from those two people I then got a couple more referrals and I started just talking to these people talking to their people and I sort of just started getting referrals in yeah um and then it was in September of last year I think I handed in my notice finally. Um, well, I say finally after six months, so not very long. How did you cope with that? Because you must have been building up quite a lot of what I would call virtual assistant hours yeah. in addition to having a full-time job. How how did you cope and manage with the time and then the sort of allocation of what is my nine to five? And 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 the sort of clients on the side because that's that's yeah. a lot of juggling it was a lot but I think from having experience previously as a project manager I'd really learned the power of delegation um so I didn't um I wasn't like outsourcing specific tasks like loads of people but I had a right-hand woman and she still works with me now um so I had a VA who weirdly enough had worked with my old boss before as well anyway so I was like Molly's working with me again um so she's just going to help with some of this stuff as well if you don't mind so we were sort of tag teaming the work um trying to get everything over the line but it was literally a lot of yeah Hi, it's 1am and I'm working. <laughs> Ignore this. <laughs> um, so or scheduling emails to go out the next morning. And then there were, towards the end, the last month, there was a couple of occasions like lunchtimes where I was taking like discovery calls 
or um, meetings like in my lunch break like yeah I can stay on for half an hour um, and sort of taking them in my lunch break or oh I can't take calls till five and I, I sort of got around that a bit by saying that I had a contract role I'm <laughs> so a bit cheeky of me I was just saying I have a contract role and I'm not um, able to do any calls inside these hours um, but it sort of worked because a lot of my clients didn't want more call time on their calendars anyway so we mainly would communicate over email or um like slack whatsapp yeah. um, and i'd have all the information i need i'd be able to get everything done and hand back but there was definitely at least eight weeks to maybe a little bit more where i was working flat out and working weekends and i didn't see much of yeah. like my family or anything like that the on outside the outside world yes. yeah i didn't see much of the outside world there was um, a couple of occasions my boyfriend or friends would sort of come and see me and be like when was the last time you left the house and i'm like oh, like two or three days ago <laughs> i did my weekly shop and now i'm here again um, the life of a VA I love that I love that but you I think if if you know that it's your passion and you want yeah. to make it su- successful I think what we tend to do is we do we get really entrenched in it and quite often we do get completely lost in it um, yeah. you know, I, I think that, you know that's actually what the early days of success looked like um, because they need to put I remember this situation where I was like right something's got to give um, because I'm juggling too much now and either I'm gonna let things slip for my full-time role which I don't want to do that to them or things are going to slip for my clients, which would be even worse for obviously my own personal brand or like the future of this business that I'm building. If I get bad reviews now, then it's not going to go much further. So I sort of had this toss up between, right, what do I do? I either have to stay or slow down because I can't maintain this level of work forever. I'm going to burn out very soon. Um, or do I give up the full-time role? And I remember being on the phone to my dad and he was like, well, it's now or never. Yep. Like, you you should just Bye. take the leap. <laughs> yeah, you, you should take the leap because this is the time to do it. And I was living with a family friend at the time. Um, so I was paying like low bills, low rent. <laughs> so I was like, this is probably the best time to do it. This yeah, like let least overheads that I'll probably ever have um so I was like you're right okay let's do it so I did I handed in my notice and I sort of took a leap um and haven't really looked back it's sort of from then just consistent new clients new growth I love uh, that new team yeah and 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 congratulations you should be really proud of what you've achieved in a very very short space of time I mean you really have done incredible incredibly well um, you. you know and you've built a really solid foundation for yourself and for your business moving forward I mean you've got nothing but more further success to look forward to you, you really haven't um, you know you've, you've got a wonderful future in the business you really have I what I really want to know is why or how LinkedIn became your niche because you've got a wealth of marketing experience behind you why LinkedIn specifically? What was the sort of kind of the route to that? Um, I think it was towards the end of last year. And I was like, 
I was just scrolling through my feed and I followed a lot of young creators, um, a lot of people who are really putting their face out there and being visible and sharing a lot of value and advice and actionable advice. Yeah. Um, and I was like, these these people seem to be really popping off here. Like, yeah. I, I want to see if I can emulate what they're doing um, and learn from them. So I put up my first post on, well, I'd posted before, but it'd been like resharing, hey, I've got this job or I graduated today and then things like that. Um, so I put up my first post, which was like just an introduction. It was like, a, I am Indy. This is what I do. Um, this is um, some little bits about me, some things that might interest you. Um, and this is what I'm going to try and do. Yeah. So um, I sort of pushed myself to try and post every week on LinkedIn. I think I said that I was going to post three times a week or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I posted it with a photo of myself as well so that people could get to know my face. Um, and that one took off. Um, and it got like, I think... 500 engagements on it and I was just blown away because I'd never had any more than like eight engagements on my LinkedIn post before so I was like this is clearly getting picked up um, and I want to know why so then I started digging a bit more into LinkedIn and how LinkedIn works I started really fostering relationships on the platform by engaging with others and I think that's a key thing that a lot of people don't do. They just post and they expect all of these this wonderful congratulations or um, wonderful comments on their posts, but they don't engage with any other creators or people on the platform. Um, I think that's one of the easiest ways to get yourself in front of people. Yeah. And it's something I recommend yeah. to everyone, especially now that I'm niching into sort of LinkedIn and personal branding and helping my clients in those areas. That's one of the first things I try and ensure they do is that they're engaging if they're not obviously employing me to do it for them. Um, I wanted to sort of pick your brain on that one. because I think, I mean, it's a community and that means that there's commentary and I think if you're not doing the commentary element then you're not actually part of a community it's a bit like sitting on a fence and just sort of watching inward rather than actually rolling up your sleeves and getting involved if if somebody was to say to you okay I really want to grow my engagement what are the sort of top tips that you would recommend for using LinkedIn, not just as a sort of platform to find other people, but actually use it to generate new business? What what would your top tips be? I think the first thing you need to look at is obviously, yeah, engaging with others. Um, So I recommend for my clients who don't really use LinkedIn, they don't really scroll, they don't really comment, they just sit there silently. They're what I call silent buyers where they won't say anything or silent scrollers. Um, I recommend with your morning coffee or when you check your phone in the morning, when you're out for a dog walk or when you're having your lunch, that you just spend 10, 15 minutes commenting on the posts that you see on your feed. Hmm. Um, And if you're not seeing anything interesting on your feed, go and find some interesting topics or some interesting people because you can fully craft LinkedIn to be your own wonderful corner 
of the internet where you have all of these interesting posts and people and things that inspire you and motivate you and the the conversations that you want to get involved in and if you're not seeing that you're following the wrong people you're probably following those random people that you knew from school those five colleagues from your old job that just post the updates when they get a new one um you need to be following the people who are really adding to conversations and sparking your own conversations or your own inner dialogue even to make you think about your own processes or your own business or your own um sort of journey and yeah if you're not seeing that go find them because they're easy to find if you just post in a topic um like search a topic search something you're interested in search a hashtag um you will find it and you will probably get it up on your feed from so and so has commented on this then you'll be able to find more and more of the stuff you like to interact with and it will make you want to spend more time on that linkedin is now my favorite platform and I think that's really good advice because I think that searching thing is is key. You know, you're, let's say I'm a new virtual assistant. I want to grow my business through LinkedIn. If you've only got your old contacts, mm. you, you're not even communicating to who your ideal customer is. No. So start start there. Think about who your ideal customer is go out and start searching, you know, the industries that they're involved in and get involved. And then you start being much more present in their life as a then to sort of connecting and going through. If okay, so here's a classic one. We've all had the I'm I'm expanding my professional network and would like to connect with you. Come on, educate us. How <laughs> should we be connecting with people? So I think that it's it's not so much just from the connection. You need to be building like a meaningful relationship with these people from the get-go. So I don't tend to just connect with random people that I know would have never seen my name or my profile picture or anything of me before. I spend a lot of time, way more time than I do writing my own posts. I've only posted once this week or may have even been last week. Um but I spend a lot of my time in comment sections. I am commenting. I am engaging with others. I'm ensuring that they see me um, there, that I am present top of their comment sections. They're replying to me. And then I might send them a connection request. Usually I don't put a note with a request. No. Um, some people recommend you do. Personally, I find it a bit like pushy and needy sometimes unless it's I have a genuine question for this person um so I tend to just send them a connection request and then maybe a couple of days later you could send them a message to be like hey thanks so much for connecting looking forward to getting to know you better or look I do one which is a bit like looking forward to um, getting to know you better and adding some value to your feed if not just loads of emojis Um, because I tend to post a lot of emojis (laughs) Um, so I think just remember that everyone on the platform is human they're not going to just engage and connect with strangers that they don't know but if you see a person in passing all the time you might stop and say hello Um, I think that's really I treat it more as after work drinks than like a boring boardroom conversation it's becoming way more social and we should 
treat it as such. You should just be trying to have human conversations, not trying to like position it as a pitch. Don't try and sell to people all the time. Um, the sales will come in if you just act human and you learn how to craft your copy um, to attract the people you need to attract. So I think, yeah, the top skills are engaging, but also learn copy. Yeah. Learn how to write marketing copy or content copy for LinkedIn. Yes, and, and don't just rely on chat GG chat GBT to no. for you, please, because um yeah, <laughs> as much as it's okay to give you some foundations and some pointers, please yeah. personalize everything. I just going back, I know that you took Molly on, who was probably your first team member while you were kind of doing that transition from full-time employee to getting the business up and running. Yeah. When was the point that you suddenly thought, actually, do you know I, I need more. I need more help. It was actually quite early on. I think that was in, it was December. I think I took on the um, second contractor. So they are all contractors with me yeah. um, and they all do part-time hours. Um, but I prefer that having like a flexible team that I can call on rather than having like one full-time employee where, where if they're sick or if they're busy or something like that, I know that they won't be able to assist. Whereas I have three wonderful, flexible, efficient women who help me every day. And I don't always know when one of them is going to be free, but usually I can count on one out of three <laughs> to be free to assist with something and we obviously have loads of processes set up to make sure that they know what they're doing on a day to day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it was in November. So I, I gave up the full time role in sort of early October by the time my notice period had ended. And then November, I was like, right, more help, please. <laughs> I have to just remind the listeners that we're talking about November, October, November last year. So, so for all of those lovely listeners out there who are thinking about this virtual assistant journey, I promise you, you can have a, a really successful, thriving little business within a very short period of time. So, you know, and, and, you know, Indiana is not making this up. You know, this is absolutely bona fide. What one piece of advice would you give to anyone who is thinking about setting up their own virtual assistant business? Um, that's a tough one. I think, I think be visible, mm. which sort of loops back in with the LinkedIn thing a little bit. But I think the problem I see with other people who try for a while and then give up or my clients who are struggling to find clients even though I know they have fantastic ideas the problem that keeps coming up is that they're not visible enough yeah or that what they're offering isn't clear mm -hmm. and I think you need to constantly remind yourself that no one cares about your business as much as you do mm -hmm. So you could sit there and be like, oh, well, it's all on the website or it's all, um, I've said that before, I've posted that before, but no one's going back and reading every single one of your posts and no one's going to read every page of your website. Mm -hmm. um, so be visible. So the way I've got all of my clients, apart from one or two, has been either LinkedIn or kind of through recommendations, but first they've looked at my LinkedIn before they've even contacted me. Yeah. Um, so 
I post and I make a conscious effort to every couple of months sort of reintroduce myself yes. and reintroduce what I do. Sort of be like, I know there's some fresh faces here. Um, my name is Indy. I help founders do X, Y, and Z. Obviously, in my case, it's I help them become visible on LinkedIn. I help with marketing strategy. I help with um, sort of admin and processes. Um, but largely, we help marketing founders. Yeah. Um, so be visible and get your face out there. Don't be afraid to get your face out there because that's what people will remember way more than some words on a page. And I think people can be very scared to post images of themselves or you do get um, the crew on LinkedIn that are like, this isn't Facebook. Don't, yeah. like This is personal stuff. Um, it's still a social platform. I share selfies with a rain. I say selfies, like images of myself. Yeah. Um, on LinkedIn and it means that people remember me it means I can turn up to a networking event and they'll be like oh I recognize you or mm -hmm. oh, I didn't know you were coming we're on link we're connected on LinkedIn and I'm like oh it's you yeah. so and they wouldn't really do that really just from looking at my little icon um they do that from the images I post and the way I consistently show up and by helping our clients to do so they're also seeing the same benefits of showing up consistently online and being very clear with what they offer yeah and and do you do video as well as the still imagery or are you not yet I should I definitely should um I do quite a few well if someone offers me a virtual coffee just to like network I'll get on a video and I'll have a chat with them but in terms of video content putting it out there I don't I have um a couple of Instagram reels that I've quickly chucked together none of them have ever been planned it will be I have a real idea and I'll film it in like 30 seconds it's not some heavily edited thing and then I'll post it up um but I think that's great for visibility on um, Instagram and TikTok, but my sort of area, my, space, LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. my space is LinkedIn. So I stick with text, but I really focus on having copy that is simple, digestible. I don't want to read essays when I'm on LinkedIn. We look at screens all day. I would rather just read some actionable steps that will get me to where I want to be. And that's always the content that does best. Yeah. So that, along with an image that stops people in their tracks is usually what I recommend. Really valuable, really valuable insight. I can't tell you how much the listeners are going to appreciate listening to that. Thank you so much. Let's have a sort of chat now just generally about the business. What direction are you going in, Indiana? Where where do you see the business in the next sort of five, maybe 10 years time? Or maybe I'm being unfair and you don't necessarily have a plan, but I'd love to I'd love to know. I think I'm trying not to get too ahead of myself at the moment because one of the key things I decided when I started the business was that I wanted freedom and flexibility and thankfully I've got to a position where I have that yeah. like I can take a couple of hours off in the afternoon I can go to dentist or doctor's appointments when I want to I don't need to book in holiday I think that's one of the real benefits and 
I got to a place a few months ago where I was juggling so much that I almost lost that again. So mm-hmm. I tried to like repackage some of my offers um, and get it all my processes to a place where I could get that flexibility back. Um, so I'm very focused on not losing that. And also the end of this year, which is very, very exciting. I am looking to go traveling for a few months. But She's going to be the Nomad VA. I love yes. it. Excellent. So I want to be doing the digital nomad lifestyle. Um, I want to be um, working on a beach in a hammock. <laughs> um, you have to make me a promise. When you yep. do that, you have to come back and talk to us ex- about how it's working out because there are so many people who are really interested in doing that. I, I was very lucky. I worked, um, we, we lived in Portugal for, for a couple of years <clears throat> and I was able to carry on working when we, we were, when we lived out there and, and I loved it. And it was literally a farmhouse in the middle of nowhere with the best internet connection I have ever had anywhere in the world. <laughs> Thank you very much. And and it was just dreamy and 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 it it's so easy to do. But I, I think it would be much more engaging for the audience to hear it in real time. So will you promise me? Of course, I promise. I promise. I think it's very scary, um, but I'm very, very excited for it. I think thankfully the way I have scaled with um subcontractors and um my first hire molly now is sort of moved to a position where she's more of a project manager for me because i realized that my brain was just getting far too busy managing every single one of our clients and keeping everything in my head so she helps me a bit with the project management side of it as well um and then I've got it to a place where I can almost delegate things. I can do all the strategy and the management and the approval processes and make sure that all our clients are happy, do all the client management. Um, and I think a lot of the clients now are seeking more of the strategy side from me. Yeah, I'm sure. So it works quite nicely yeah. that we all come as a team and the clients know we come as a team. Um, so to be able to know I can do that from another country and specifically I'm looking to go Southeast Asia Um, so the time difference is a bit of a worry but I've always worked ad hoc random times anyway um you'll make it work because it's what you want to do and actually if you're doing it with a client base yeah it becomes much easier to do because they understand they know and they will support so I don't I genuinely don't think that you'll have any issues with it whatsoever and as you say you know if you're a bit of a night owl then that's going to work really nicely so (laughs) actually you could kind of sleep it off on the beach the following morning it's fine yeah so I think it'll be really exciting so in terms of like long-term goals I haven't really got them at the moment it's almost like my goal is to slow down slightly um in terms of I've put a wait list on my clients um that I'm not going to take on well I've promised Molly I'm not going to take on too many more but she knows what I'm like (laughs) Um, hear you say that 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 you've got somebody in Molly who is really, you know, not just somebody who's delivering for you, but is somebody who is supporting and 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 sort of holding you up. I think is 
a huge value i mean crikey i mean people spend years trying to recruit people to do that so the fact that you've yeah got it's amazing um she is a true gem yeah. um, she really is incredible and she helps me every single day and helps my brain capacity as well um just okay. as much as i help our clients so i find that i'm extremely good at organizing everyone else apart from myself yeah. <laughs> and what we're doing a shout out and i'll do a wonderful shout out to my lovely joe who i genuinely couldn't do any of this without so you and i can definitely work work yeah. support definitely we love you so much and wouldn't <laughs> where we are without you just sort of going back to sort of history or even actually maybe even have you ever reached out to get any coaching or mentoring to help you sort of set yourself up or was it all just a very natural progression um it was it was natural in the sense that I've always been very clear where my clients are coming from um and what their pain points are and what it takes to get them. Yeah. I think what I sometimes struggle with is the reminder to take time for myself or to um I have been known to teeter on the edge of burnout as well. So I think having someone to keep me in check has always been pretty useful and having network aspects that come with having a mentor. So I'm currently working with a wonderful woman called Hannah Morris. Mm -hmm. She's a sales and business coach. Yeah. Um, and she has this wonderful tribe of women. They're called the Trailblazer, Trailblazer Tribe. Um, and we're all in a group and we can all help each other. We can all ask questions. Um, and I think the community aspect of that is fantastic. Hannah herself is fantastic. She's helped me through um, some really big questions about the direction of my business and where I'm looking to go. Um, so, yeah, definitely recommend having sort of a mentor and a coach. I think I was very lucky having um Imelda my having been a serial entrepreneur herself during my first few months I was able to ask her a lot of the burning questions and that really helped me and a last addition to that is the community I've built for myself on LinkedIn through building these very authentic relationships, I now have a lot of people in various areas of business, marketing and entrepreneurship that I know I can go to if I have a problem and I know they'll answer my questions and usually get back to me quite efficiently. And equally, yeah. if they have questions on VA personal branding or they're wanting to start a VA business, I've had a few people ask me about that as well. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's really interesting. I think what you said just now about finding the the people to coach and mentor you that fit the scenario and the situation yeah. that you are currently experiencing is really important and not being afraid to switch it up and change it because it is a very personal relationship yeah. and you need to ensure that you're getting from it the the answers and the support and and the guidance that you really need at the time so Definitely. I think and I think we all have our specialisms and we all have our passions and that's obviously not just for ourselves it is for everyone else so the person I ask about um, my accounting will be the diff a different person than I ask about my Instagram, who will be different than an e-commerce store, will be different than a HR problem. 
Um, it'll be whoever I know has been in those shoes or has dealt with a similar problem. Um, cause I, I'm a firm believer of you shouldn't take advice from someone who's never really been in that situation or seen that situation before. Um, Absolutely. You need, you need the expert. You need the person who genuinely has got the knowledge, the expertise mm. and the skills to be able to take you through that scenario properly yeah. and, and, and efficiently. Just just very, very briefly, because we are coming, I'm sadly, to the end of this conversation, <laughs> but we're going to be looking forward to doing the digital nomad version with you yes, in a few months' time. How important is the virtual assistant community to you? That's a great question. I think that kind of come back, comes back to what we were just talking about. So I think in my various different communities and group chats and um, sort of areas that I've worked with, and clients that I've worked with, I've been able to lean on other VAs. Yeah. So um, we all have our specialisms as well. I don't really class myself as a very heavy admin VA. Okay. I'm not going to help you with your bookkeeping because <laughs> I test doing my own. Um, but I have other VAs that will come to me for the likes of, hey, I have some Squarespace edits and I'm not sure what's going on with this integration. Can you help me? Um, and we can help each other. And likewise, I'll go to them if I have any admin issues or um, issues that I can't figure out. And if they don't know, they'll pass me on to another VA that they know that does it. So I think it's never be afraid to ask another VA um, especially if it's one you've built a rapport with. And also um, some people say to me in terms of LinkedIn, like, oh, I don't want to engage with them. They're another VA, like, because uh, you're, I guess, boosting their profile. But there's more than enough work to go around for every single one of us. And we're each going to be a different fit for a different person. I have an associate um who is fantastic. She's called Lydia Robinson. Um, and she's named herself as the VA matchmaker. So she has like a team of VAs. I am one of them who she will like send work to um, as associate work. Mm -hmm. And I recently, this week, passed her a client of mine because I was like, this client, I can tell after a month, isn't a good fit for me. I think her needs prior in the discovery call have changed to yep. her needs now and now I don't think we're a good fit so rather than try and fit this mold that she now needs I'm going to hand her to you and you can find her a better fit that will suit her needs because it's not worth me stressing over work I don't want to do it's not worth me taking this wonderful business owner's money and not doing as good a job as the next VA could. So I've passed the work back to someone else. There's more than enough work for everyone to go there around. Really there really is. And and I think, you know, none of us ever need to be afraid of any competition because we no. are who we are mm. and they are who they are. Um, yes. And we all bring, you know, different dynamics, different skills, different niches. We're after a very different ideal customer. So, and, and I genuinely have never worked in an industry that is so collaborative and so supportive actually um, absolutely yeah I couldn't agree more 
honestly the amount of wonderful women and men that I've met now that are coming into the industry um, that are all so supportive of each other and lifting each other up and just helping each other Um, and I think it's given such an opportunity for progression especially for me that I would never have had if I stayed in a corporate role I have the money now to go traveling the end of this year and hopefully extensively which I would probably not be looking to do till like 2026 um, in my corporate role it just wouldn't have been viable with the flexibility and the financial freedom as well you have been an absolute breath of fresh air I cannot (laughs) tell you how much I've enjoyed talking to you I apologize for getting your name all around the wrong way when we first (laughs) speaking um I will never forget this conversation and I will genuinely hold you to that digital nomad conversation so please Keep in touch um, and the very best of luck and all good wishes to you and the team at Indiana, Julian. I honestly think that you are doing a fantastic job and should be commended left, right and centre. You really (laughs) are brilliant. Thank you so much, Katie. Thank you so much for having me. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to follow me and my guests on our social channels. All the details will be in the show notes. And please get in touch if you have any questions or topics that you might like to have covered in the next episodes. Or even if you would like to be a guest yourself.